Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that you can go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, including our weekly video pre-shows where your hosts ponder ethical questions related to the week's episode and answer some fun questions just for, well, fun. Speaking of fun, if you have it, thanks to our content, please consider rating or reviewing Lost in My 40s on your favorite app or recommend us to a friend who loves Lost. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Lost in My 40s. We are at Season 2, Episode 17, Lockdown. It's a lock episode. It's a Derek episode. I'm on my third Kahlua and coffee. Let's party. How's everybody doing? (laughs) (laughs) Good. How are you? Good. I'm all right, fellas. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Not too bad. Good. Not too bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Where should you, we start? You know, you know when you're having your third Kahlua and coffee, you realize you have yeah. a problem at that point. Yeah. yeah. So what? Okay. Just, just make <laughs> sure. I blame it all on the pandemic. Uh, forever and ever. I, it doesn't matter if it ends. It's always going to be the <laughs> pandemic's fault. Um, I, actually, I actually run a, a monthly budget for us, and I actually there's a line item in our monthly budget for Kahlua now. Just, just for Kahlua. Oh, yeah. you're such a liar. Would you please give us uh, an update on our power rankings, Benjamin? Sure. Where we ended right. last time was yeah. with Echo with 114 points. Strong he hasn't first actually place gained, But he hasn't gained points no. in weeks, no, right? Got, it's just no, nobody can catch just, him. Yeah, he just it, it was sort of like Kate in the in the or, yeah, I think it was Kate, like the first season where she just jumped up so fast because everyone was basically like gang fucking her. And then she just yeah. like hit a plateau. And <laughs> just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's been at the same in, at that plateau for a really, really long time. But um, there's nobody we'll even see. close. Locke, Locke is in second place with 70 points. So we do have another echo behind him. Yeah, there is another echo episode before the season ends. So uh, we'll uh, see what happens there. But yeah. Um, and then we have Kate in our worst in third yeah. place at at uh, fifty three points. And then at our worst, we've got Charlie, Randy Douchebag Nations, and uh, <laughs> Ethan riding in on his Zenu horse, uh, bringing in third, bringing in the rear <laughs> for uh, for at least a week. Alrighty then, Derek, you ready to tell us about Locke? I am. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> okay, the episode starts in a flashback, and it shows Locke opening his sock drawer and removing a pair of socks that has a ring hidden inside. He takes it out. You looks how at tan it, he it, looks in this episode. Yeah, he does look tan in this. I He's like super that tan. Too. That's weird. I feel like they came. They must have come back from shooting or whatever. And he, I mean, I guess if you're shooting in Hawaii, how do you end up not being fucking tan? But That's for whatever true, reason, yeah. when he's not on the island. He's tanner than he ever is on the island. (laughs) Well, I think they were making him look younger. And then also at that point in his life, he was not in a wheelchair. So maybe he was getting out in the sunshine more. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's that. I think everything that they were trying to do, I think they're trying to make him look more healthy. 
not just like healthy, like physically, yeah. but more like in a healthy place and a happy place, all those yeah, things. Yeah, so, yeah. He's got was, like a, yeah. a healthy glow and yeah, yeah. about to propose and he, to And he did not Bundy. have Jack's wig maker working, uh, working for him. <laughs> so, you know, his, his, his hair was at least somewhat convincing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, all right, so he, he wants takes, to propose. Yeah, but he takes the ring out, looks at it, then it cuts to him packing a picnic lunch for him and Helen. Or for him, and and Helen asked him, "What did she do to deserve this? You know, day out." And Locke replies, "Can a fella take his girl out for a picnic just because?" So if mm-hmm. he takes her out to a picnic with a basket, is it Helen a handbasket? Oh God damn it! <laughs> Starting early. <laughs> no, that. Did you did you write that one did, down ahead of what, time? I bet no, he did. I just thought of it. But why? No, mm. why didn't anybody answer? Like, I, it's a it's a question. Somebody answer it. Yes, it's Helen yeah. Handbasket. Thank you. Thank you, you. Okay. Oh yeah. my god. <sighs> so Helen a Handbasket asks where he's taking her, but he says he isn't telling, and to go read the obituaries and drink her coffee like she must do every morning. She replies that the obits the nicest part of the paper because nobody says anything mean about people after they die. I do. Which is not true. No, it's I not. Mean, I mean, I do. Fuck you. If you were an asshole yeah. when you were alive, you're an asshole when you're dead. I hate that. Well, yeah, I've read, I don't read speak ill of the dead. Yeah, I've read some brutal. obituaries. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some really Basically, good ones out there. they were a piece there. of shit and... Yeah, you All really, right. really, really got to hate somebody to go out of your way to write something about them posthumously to go into a fucking newspaper. Like, yeah, that is and pay for that it. is um and yeah. pay for it. Yeah, that is a way like, to get the final word. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 hey, I've asshole, you're like, dead. That's true. You can't say anything back. I want to tell yeah. everybody how what an asshole you are. I can think of I've a few people I might want to um, do that too. <laughs> I've also Please seen some don't. like headstones that are like he was a fucking asshole or you know just no uh, <laughs> yeah no, that's sure. awesome yeah Permanent. you can put whatever you want on there oh, oh yeah that's I mean great. imagine if, getting... imagine if you're you're settling the estate for somebody you fucking hated you know yeah like All right. just make well, sure you, you know who, you know who is uh, who's handling your estate and who you know yeah, make sure we, you name the right executor exactly uh, right yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I've got some ideas now. If everybody wants to know who it's about, you should uh, you should go listen to uh, Space Bear Media's other podcast, uh, Mowage. When you get to the end of that, you'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't even listen to that episode. Oh, yet, but I know what you're talking ben, about. Don't die before Lacey. <laughs> ben. Whew. All right. Shall we? Yes. Talk about yeah. This yeah. Or yeah. no? Okay. All right. So then Helen asks Locke uh, what his father's name is, and she and tells him, or he tells her that, or she tells him that his father, Anthony Cooper, is dead. Mm-hmm. So I love this the ha- scene, by the way. It's very, it's sweet. It's really sweet. Their interactions are sweet. I'm loving them as a couple, which is, of course, what they did to break our hearts at the end of this episode. Sure. But uh, yes. yeah, anyway. So back in the hatch where it is day 61, uh, Locke and Jack are at the table with Henry Gale, and Jack asks Henry to draw a map to his balloon again. Henry says he was just joking and says there's nothing out there beside his balloon and apologizes for saying it earlier. Locke says it's too late because she is long gone, and Jack replies with what's done is done, and Locke replies, that's right. Jack tells Locke to put Henry back in the armory and leaves. Henry then asks Locke, 
Why do you let him talk you talk to you like that? Oh man, <laughs> stir it up, man. Oh, stir he loves up. he just every every little jab he can get in there. Yeah. Like he just he just like just injects doubt and and like misgivings into every situation. He's an incredible it's, manipulator. It's beautiful. Well, and Locke knows it, <laughs> but he still falls for it. So Locke tells him to shut up and drags him to the armory, and we cut to the jungle, and it is pouring. Saeed tells Anna Lucia that they've been searching for three hours and the balloon doesn't exist. He tells her he drew the map because Anna told Henry she would protect him whether they found the balloon or not, giving them two more days to figure out how to escape and stall. Charlie finds Henry's wife. Charlie calls him over and he found Henry's wife's grave and Anna notices that it's not raining over the grave. They look up and see the balloon in the trees. And we we cut to the lost title screen. I just when I saw that every every time I see that now all I go is have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, so back on the beach, Hurley is doing something with his shelter when Jack walks up and asks if he's seen Anna. Hurley replies that she took off into the jungle with Said and Charlie the day before, and Jack asks if they said where they were going, but Hurley replies that is assuming that anyone actually tells him anything and that he is not in the loop. Oh. And it's funny because like it was uh, it was Arts that was bitching to him some time ago about not being in the click. Yeah, yeah when they right. were at, when they were at the Black Rock. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. But if you tell the fat guy anything, everybody's going to know. That's well, right. That's apparently. true, and that's probably yeah, maybe, and especially why with he's not like, in the loop know, Sawyer, <laughs> Right? Yeah, with Sawyer stealing guns and all that type of shit. You know, it's yeah, the, you up the ante, man. Like you're just a your security risk now. <laughs> Secure. <laughs> so Charlie comes up with Aaron, who's crying, and she tells him, tells Jack that he is hot, but Jack says the fever is completely gone, and he is not just saying that. Libby walks up asking if the doctor is still in, and she shows him her hand that was cut by a sea urchin. Jack says it's not infected, but Neosporin would help. Libby looks over at Sawyer playing cards and said she thinks the current rate of exchange is 10 loads of laundry for a tube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So in the armory, does he even own 10 loads of laundry worth of clothing? I know. (laughs) That is a lot of laundry laundry on the island. (laughs) Yeah. This ain't no Neiman Marcus. Oh. So in the armory, Henry is reading uh, while Locke is on an exercise bike listening to a jazz record, it sounds like. He starts hearing a voice in static coming through the loudspeakers. I, I, I like get, even even before you hear the, the the voice come in. I like the fact that they're playing like the jazz that they're that they're playing. It's a sort of sort of chaotic, you know, not not, not all jazz. No, not like smooth. No, it's <laughs> not see. all jazz. Okay. There's all kinds of jazz, but this this specific jazz was very kind of the the tempo and the sort of freeness of it felt a little. Um, I don't know, a little edgy, which I mm. was like thought was a really good probably characterization of where his mind was at the time. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like that he's on the sense, bike yeah. and he's just sort of churning away and this thing is going and it's like it's a it's a good representation of how I imagine his brain is at this point after Yeah, because his just, brain is yeah, yeah. moving through like yeah. you know, Henry's being manipulative, but he's right, right. and lot, like he's got a lot going on. He's he's on he's on Henry's hamster wheel, basically. Yeah. That's an excellent analogy. Yeah, you're right. Fucking Henry. So he um, stops the music and goes into the computer room, but sees nothing on the monitor except the usual flashing cursor. The countdown timer shows 47 minutes. 
And so he walks over to the speaker, and when he tries to adjust it with a screwdriver, there's a very there's very loud feedback, which causes Henry to sit up and ask what it was. He asks, Shut up, Henry. Lock- <laughs> Shouldn't you get Jack? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he says that shortly, I think. Yes. Uh, he asks uh, Locke, what is the matter? But Locke just stares at the speaker, and we go to flashback number two. And you can hear, it, it's very faint, but you can hear the first time the speaker crackles, it says 20 minutes to lockdown. Yeah. And then the second time it says 17 minutes to lockdown. Um, but it's very, very faint. You almost can't hear it. Hmm. Hmm. So in the flashback, Locke and Helen arrive at his father's funeral in the cemetery, and she asks if he is sure he wants to go to do this, and they could just go on the picnic, but Locke says, soon we'll go on the picnic. He stares at his father's casket for a bit, and Helen jokes, maybe he left you his other kidney. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That He just looks sternly at her, and he's like, too soon, Helen, too soon. And he laughed, yes, and like you can tell that she's good for him. And yeah, you know, knowing what happens at the end of this episode, it's fucking heartbreaking because like they seem yeah. to be a really good, happy couple, but he ca- he just cannot fucking let go. He cannot. I, nope, I imagine. Cannot. I imagine him sitting there and like just getting like completely pissed off that she said that, and then he's like, "Oh, you know what else, Helen? Hey, a- another joke. You know what was that entire service missing? Organ music? Yeah, real funny, Helen. Just keep on going." <laughs> <laughs> All right, that one he wrote down. I know it. I know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I didn't write it down that way. I had a better delivery written, but yeah. Uh, well, the whole thing I, makes yeah. me uh, think of the scene in Steel Magnolias where they're <gasps> in the cemetery playing goldfish. Oh, no, okay, yeah. Before the before the kidney surgery, right? Oh, that's yeah. right. And they're they're making fun. Yeah. Oh god, I'm gonna cry about that movie. I've only we seen that movie on. once because I don't have a <gasps> vagina. Yeah, oh, that's true. I've never yeah. seen it because I don't have a vagina. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a good it's movie, a good it's movie a g- anyway. It's a, great, it's a good movie, especially yeah, if you have a vagina. It's definitely <laughs> a girl power movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. So they both chuckle about that, and they, they ends up they're the only ones at the graveside service. Uh, Locke looks over and sees two creepy guys hanging out nearby looking at him. As the service concludes, he also notices a silver car with tinted windows idling uh, by the priest asks if john wants to say anything uh, he stands up and tells he tells the casket i forgive you and the silver car drives off in a hurry like wow that's a big moment and in this moment you almost think like okay good it's done there's closure he can propose to helen and they can live happily ever after but of course this it. is lost until so. he gets in a they plane crash just had their, they should have just had their picnic right there yeah. On the casket. Yeah. Yep. Back in the hatch, uh, the static continues, but you can make out some sort of countdown starting with, at 30, 29, 28. Henry keeps calling out to John, asking what is going on, and Locke tells him to be quiet. But Henry keeps on insisting, so Locke yells at him, will you shut up? Mm-hmm. And the countdown continues at 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. When Henry says, maybe you should go get Jack, which causes Locke to walk towards the armory door, telling him to shut up again. <laughs> Man, yeah, he was Henry pissed. is. He got pissed. God, he's so good. And can we just stop for like a sec? The casting, the actor who plays Henry 
is oh, brilliant. Great. He's a fucking miracle for this show. Like it, he is yeah. just so good. He makes my skin crawl. He makes me want to reach into the TV and strangle his smug little face. And and he's just so fucking good. He's so good. And he's he's sticking with it, even though he's been shot with an arrow, beaten the fuck out of. You mm-hmm. know, like he's he's still just like nope. I'm just going to continue with what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you see this early in the show that he is a formidable character right off the Absolutely. bat. Absolutely. Like, yeah. 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 So the countdown continues with four, three, two, one, and then you hear a tone and the blast doors come down, sealing off the kitchen and armory area from the outside. It even covers the window by the table. As the final door is coming down, Locke slides a crowbar under it to prevent it from closing completely. And Henry is just sitting in the armory and asks, what happened? And don't you have a feeling where you're like, I think you know what happened, Henry. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. you did it, but I feel like somehow you managed to do that. From in the armory. That's where my head was when I was, yeah. You know, at least first. Yeah, I definitely this. was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, I, I was like, like what? <laughs> you don't. You. I think you know what happened, Henry. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but Henry does. Hmm. So back on the beach, Hurley, Kate, and Sawyer are playing Texas Hold'em, which at the time was very popular. Oh yeah, yeah was, that God. was it. Was all over the TV at the time. Everything Texas. Well, that's when I started playing it actually. Because really? Chris Moneymaker, he won the a main event in two thousand and three. With he took forty dollars and turned it into two and a half million. And there was oh. a yeah. big article about it, and so people decided, hey, I can do it too. <laughs> no, most I don't know if no. it was. I don't know if it was real, but I saw a picture where Kim Kardashian was like in a poker. It's all fake. Okay, with the mirror. <laughs> well, no, she's fake. No, well, that's yeah. true. That's no, true. that's true. <laughs> yeah, no. That she was true. dumb enough. She was dumb enough to play poker yes. with mirrored sunglasses on. Yes, that actually. That's real. That actually. That is real. Yeah, it's real. Motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> Even Mother if I was playing against fucker. her, I think I would have been like, um, honey, Kim. honey, I can see your cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad idea. You're stupid. No, I would have been like, uh, you got a lot no, of money that, that you yeah. you're, you, you got a lot of money for doing You have a lot of money way, for doing absolutely nothing. Way more That's money true. than brains, yeah. darling. Take way more money, money than okay. brains. Yeah. yeah. I'm I don't know I'm about that. that. I, I don't know about that. She's been she's studied and and like I she wants to be an attorney like her father. I don't know that she's stupid. I, I, I'm not prepared to say she's just really well, stupid. We know I she's situationally she, stupid. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess so. I, I yeah. And, and she, it's not, she hasn't Kanye. done. Well, there's that. She mm. hasn't done nothing. <laughs> I mean, she owns businesses and stuff. She's just somebody who grew up with a lot of advantage and it's annoying. They're to, one of those people that I call famous for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, she was famous because she, yeah. her sex tape got her, released, but yeah. 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 We released yeah. a sex tape. Would we be famous? No. Uh, I guess yeah, it depends on the quality. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Paris Hilton one was pretty bad. It was, I think Production it was value. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've one. got space for media behind us. So, you know. That's true. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's true. We can make yeah, good porn. There's nothing you want more than space bear media behind you. 
Yeah, I guess I set that one right up for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Hurley bets four papayas, but Sawyer says he can't bet because he already bet, and his only choices are call, raise, or lay them down, and calls him mutton chops. <laughs> God. Um, Hurley looks at Kate and tell, but tells uh, she tells him, don't look at her, when Jack walks up and tells Hurley to lay them down, he's got you beat. Hurley says he has a killer hand, but Jack says he has a baby straight and Sawyer has the flush. Kate then asks, what does she have? And he says it doesn't matter because she's just playing for fun and again tells Hurley not to call. Sawyer gets mad and calls him Amarillo Slim, which is actually a guy who won the main event in 1972. A little trivia. I looked that up. Really? I, All yeah. right. I Googled. Well, I was you, like, who is Amarillo Slim? You better be uh, a you winner at something if the- your name is Amarillo Slim. I guess we just skipped over the part when Kate <laughs> Jack told her that she was only playing for fun, and she was like, "Yeah, fun's good. You should try it sometime." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Amarillo Slim and, and tells him just because he watches poker on TV doesn't mean he can play with the big boys. Oh God, he's such a blow. Oh, then he says, "Why don't you put your mangoes where your mango. mouth is?" Would it be funny I if Jack just ate a mango and was like, oh, "Yeah, start eating it." <laughs> yeah, here it is. I would put my mangoes where his mouth is. Just mm. FYI. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jack I says don't. he has to get back to the hatch, but Sawyer says hatch ain't going nowhere, and tells him to, that's where he tells him to put his mangoes where his mouth is. There so you go. he okay. decides he can play a hand or two. All right. Yeah, it's like with Kate, which saying like you play, hey, play, it's fun. It's like, hey, we could finish up that game of three hole we never finished. He's <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, yeah. Mister Echo interrupted us on on the first hole, and I've been thinking about those other two holes for a while. Oh my god! <laughs> so in the hatch, uh, the lights start to flicker, and Locke tries to pry the door open with the crowbar, but it's not working very well. So Henry asks again what the noises were and what is wrong, but Locke replies, nothing is wrong, obviously not believing that. And you see on his face. So we go to flashback number three, and Locke is finishing up a home inspection for a woman who's purchasing the home. It's Nadia. Oh. It's Nor, Nadia. That's Nadia. Holy fuck! I didn't even... It didn't... I... Wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It I is. Got, I, I kind of got that you didn't get that reading the outline that you wrote. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's Nadia. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it didn't hit me at the time. I had forgotten that that was her. And yeah, that she was in L.A. because she shows up in later seasons. We get some more uh, on on her life in Los Angeles. Uh, the thing I loved about this scene was that he says to her something about like, you know, I think you and your husband have a pretty nice house. And she's like, well, if I had a husband, I'm sure he'd be happy to hear that. And I love that the writers put that in there because it wasn't really necessary for him to insult her that way. They just sort of like put in this little feminist moment where they're like, don't assume I have a husband, asshole. And I fucking loved it. Well, (laughs) I don't don't think that he was... I don't think that he intended to insult. Of course her. he didn't, but that's yeah. the point: is that people sure. do, yeah. they don't intend yeah. to insult women. It just happens when you make assumptions about their relationship yeah. status and whether or not they need or have a husband. Uh, so I just I loved that little moment where uh, yeah, it was pretty great. Sh- yeah, and she considering got to be like, Fuck that off. it was what like two thousand five. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. So after that exchange, he walks back to his truck and notices the same silver car from the cemetery. 
He walks over to the car, and the driver's side windows roll down, revealing his Mr. father. Cooper. Dun, Mr. Cooper. Dun, dun. Who says, hello, son, to a stunned Locke. So now they're at a bar, and John asks, what does his father want? And he tells him what he did to him was wrong, and Locke says, you stole my kidney. I can't Mr. believe he's Cooper. even sitting in the bar with him. He, he should have just punched him in I, the face. And the car, gone on yeah. with his life. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. It would have been a better result if he would have. <laughs> I think his it would have been funny if he just turned. Uh, right. <laughs> he just walks away. pulls out a knife and cuts the kidney back out and takes it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, That's a little extreme. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, he, I was thinking like when, when, when Mr. Cooper's talking to him at the car, he just turns around, farts, crop dusts him, and walks away. That would have been like. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh-huh. Mr. Cooper tells him he was dying, and Locke answers, "You could have just a- answers with you could have just asked me." Yeah, why? I'm like, why didn't yeah. you just ask? Because his dad doesn't know how to function that way. He's a con man to his core. Yeah, yeah, you have to take. And Locke asks again, "What does he want?" And his father says he killed himself off because there are two men after him. And Locke replies with, "What did you do? Steal their livers?" No. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be walking they, they around they would be alive yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> kind of need that liver you yeah. can donate part of it that's yeah. true that's true now liver is a living donor thing. yeah a lobe you can do a lobe Mr. Cooper says he took them for $700,000 on a retirement con not sure what that is but mm. and that the money is in the safe deposit box and he needs Locke to go to the bank to get the money in case the guys are waiting there for him so Mr. P- Cooper puts the key on the bar and Locke says, do you think I'm stupid? So Mr. Cooper says he can take $200,000 of it and that piques his, in- piques his interest. I do. I do think you're stupid because you're sitting there at this bar listening yeah. to this man talk. So yeah, yeah. I kind of do think you're being really fucking stupid I, in this moment. And I, and I think it's funny because because Mr. Cooper says, you know, the best I can, that's the best I can do, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, all this other stuff has happened, but you can have two hundred thousand. That's the best I can do. I'd be thinking seven hundred grand is sitting there. It'll be exactly. in my possession, and I have to bring it to you. And you're leaving either way. So yeah. I well, don't think two hundred is the best. Steal you the can fucking do. money. Here's my thing. It seems to me that if the bad guys might be waiting for Anthony Cooper to go to the bank and get it, yeah, then why they're waiting they for you to be looking for Locke because yeah, they already I know mean, what Locke looks like. Exactly, they saw him at the funeral. So of course they would be. But has it Locke was, made that it was, connection? It was no. Locke's not yeah, stupid. I guess not. Locke's He's, not stupid. No, he but here. he acts a fool every time yeah. he has any sort when of interaction his with dad. his father. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. true. Yeah. His father's putting him in the same, like, it's it's again, it's one of those episodes where he's, they show him on the, you know, on, on the hamster wheel for, for Henry, and then they go back and he's on the same fucking hamster wheel for, for his old man. Like, Nope. Yeah, you know, he can't. It's sad. That, it's just like if I do this, will you love me and stop stealing my organs? And it's yeah, just like, yeah. no, it's, he's not going to. He's a bad guy. Like he's a yeah. legitimate bad guy. Yeah, he's a villain. <sighs> yes. So Mr. Cooper said that's the best he can do, and that he'll be at the Flight Line Motel until tomorrow, and then he'll be gone, money or no money. And he tells John that if he doesn't see him again, he understands. So in the hatch, John finally tells Henry that they were locked in because the blast doors came down and sealed the living area off. Henry asked if Locke tried to pry the doors open, and Locke said he tried, but he needs Henry's help. 
But Henry will help only if Locke gives his word that he'll protect them from the originals. Locke says, if he is who he says he is, he has nothing to worry about. But Henry says, things have happened to them that he had nothing to do with, but they Mm -hmm. have no one to blame but him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Locke Locke opens the door and asks Henry, who are you? And Henry replies, my name is Henry Gale. I'm from Minnesota. And I crash on this island just like you. Mm-hmm. So Locke gives him his word. I don't believe him. <sighs> Locke, nope. he's so trusting of the wrong people. Yep. Yeah, <sighs> exactly. He just wants to be accepted so badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. It's sad. Yeah. So on the beach, Jack is kicking ass at the poker game. He has all the fruit as Henry and Kate fold their hands. There's like a pile of fruit two feet high sitting next to him. (laughs) Sawyer only has three papayas left, but he believes he won the hand with his set of queens. But then Jack lays down his pocket kings to make a set beating Sawyer, who looks totally defeated. I love what he says here. Go ahead. Well, Hurley says, whoa, Whoa, dude. dude. (laughs) (laughs) My my favorite, my favorite was when he does this. Sawyer's talking about, oh, doc, you think you're in my head or whatever. And he lays down the pocket Kings and he's like, yeah, well, but at least I'm not in your head. That was one of my favorite lines in this. Yeah. (sighs) So Jack says, that's it. But Sawyer wants to keep playing, even though he's totally busted. He tells Jack to name the stakes. And Jack says, it's just a pile of fruit. And Sawyer says he wants it back. Kate asks if she needs to go get a ruler. I love so, that. Yeah, the dick measuring contest. Fucking hilarious. So, the first thing I'd be like, there's a there's a ruler? Yeah. <laughs> was was there one on the plane? I guess. Could have been. I don't know how, how very many people that travel with rulers. I guess if you've got kids in school on vacation or something like that. You don't know a lot of mathematicians that need to do geometry on the fly. If the pilots had an E6B, which was like old school, how they used to fly, that has a ruler on it. That's how they plot their courses. Well, how many you know. mathematicians are using a fucking ruler to, to do <laughs> seeing on the plane I, with their, comp- with their yeah, compass? Yeah, they wouldn't. What did they just go with their, their pocket protector? Yeah, seriously. I like to pull my, my abacus out of the fucking overhead compartment. Give me a. It's my slide the Sawyer, the Sawyer calls Hurley uh, Mongo, telling him the fun time's over. Kate and Hurley leave, and Sawyer asks what it would take to play one more hand, and Jack replies, the medicine you stole from the armory. Oh, and when All they leave, it. Kate says, Hurley, let's leave these boys in their sandbox. Yeah, <laughs> she's coming with the zingers. Yeah. I just hate that Sawyer called Hurley Mongo. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Well, he 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 gets he, called yes. out for that later. So <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, he does. That's a great scene. In the hatch, uh, Locke and Henry use a barbell to lift the blast door, and are struggling as the door motor tries to lower it back down, and the lights start flickering again. They get it high enough to put a metal toolbox under it, which stops the the motor in the door. And this was stupid because yeah. that was those metal toolboxes are like they're not aluminum, that strong. basically. Yeah. No, no, they're 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 meant that they have a certain type of strength. They're not meant to to withstand crushing like that. Yeah, I was right. surprised it didn't just crush it immediately. But yeah, yeah me it, too. But it's a yeah. TV show. If it would have been like maybe like an old school steel one that had like reinforcement. Right, yeah. it, it might have, but those things well, are it not. Looks like it was made out of aluminum. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Are, yeah. That's, that's not a that's not a load bearing right. shape. No. <laughs> 
So, of course, Locke immediately tries to slide under the door and is expected. The toolbox crushes and the door comes down onto Locke's legs, pinning him. Henry grabs the weights from the barbell, which they should have used in the first place because those are you know, solid steel, right. and stacks them up to keep the door from continuing to crush Locke's legs. Henry tries to pull Locke out, but his leg is pierced by one of the metal rods on the bottom of the door. So Henry says, well, they can wait till somebody comes. It's only a matter of time. But Locke says they don't have time. Yeah. Why is that? Is that because there's no two person team in the fucking oh, hatch? Maybe. Yes, that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah hmm. From the beginning, it was supposed to be a two person team. Yes. Yeah. And from the beginning, it has not been a two person team. No. Mm-mm. No. Nope. And all, nope. almost every one of these uh, cataclysms could have been avoided very, very neatly if they simply stuck to their standard Had operating two procedure. Person two person team. Yeah. 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 Seriously. If Randy Douchebag Nations was in charge, it would have always been oh a two person team. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're fucking A right. <laughs> that was brilliant, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> None fucking, of this shit would have happened. Fucking Colonel Locke here playing Risk. Like he, but, yeah. Yeah. He, he's. Oh, man. Uh, well, there are some people who are good at operations and some who are more like idea men, you know, like that's just mm, the way it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Idea peoples. My bad. Uh, thank you. So we go to flashback <laughs> number four and Locke is in the bank and he opens box number 1516 and it is full of cash. He arrives home and tells. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take it. Just take the money, Locke. Just take the fucking money and go on with your life. That's what I would do. Seven hundred thousand for a kidney—it's not bad. Not What's bad. your dad gonna yeah. do? Sue you from yeah. the grave <laughs> for money that he stole? Yeah. Just yeah. take it. What are you doing? I mean, the, the problem, the thing is, is like it's always nice to. Oh, it'd be great to have that much money. But if you had that money, all you could ever really use it for is like groceries. Why? It's, you can't. You can't, can't deposit, deposit it. it. Yeah. You, you can't. can't buy, you can't do anything yeah, with that money. Over ten thousand dollars. It's, well, you could buy, you could go out to restaurants and eat there. And exactly. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah, that's crazy. It, it, would, it would be, it would be a food budget. It'd be food and clothing and things like that. You couldn't invest it in dollars. Or you go to Vegas and launder it. Yeah. You, know, you can do that too. You do yeah. That, if you, if all I, you want to do is, yeah. if all you want to do is blow it, then 700,000 yeah. is fine. If you wanted to do Perfect. anything with that money from a capitalization yeah. sense, you can't do shit. Yeah. So, I, I'm not trying to use my stolen money as capital. I'm going to go out and have some drinks. Well, I would, because if I stole $700,000, <laughs> I'd immediately, you know, I'd, I'd start looking into a dictionary. Laundering money. How do I do yeah. it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Buy a gas station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buy a laundry <laughs> car wash. Whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. Buy a just nail salon. Ozarks and, you know, get some yeah. ideas from them. There you go. Yeah, exactly. See, I was, I was going with Heisenberg, but that's fine. So Locke arrives home and he tells Helen to put on her Sunday best because he has taken her out. See? She Cash money. Yeah. Dinner time. There you go. Cash money. <laughs> But she interrupts him and says they have visitors, and it's the two creepy men from the cemetery. Now, if those guys were pony- in my ki- if those guys were in my kitchen, these greasy looking fuckers were in my kitchen. The second they left, I'd have to redo the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just remodel it. You got seven hundred thousand. <laughs> no, 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 not remodeling. And I mean, I, like, I first I'd go over it with bleach, 
would be the first thing. This, this, this one guy, the one who looks, I, I guess he probably looks, he looks Armenian, but the way he, you know, his voice and the way they've got his hair and everything. Ugh, oh, yeah. I mean, just, they make him as smarmy as possible. Oh, yeah. Oily bohunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this guy, he's done this, and then the only other work he's ever had is doing every voice for every villain in any Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that, hey, really, really just, ugh. Yeah. Anywho, nothing against so, Armenians. He just looked Armenian to me. So. You said So anywho. the one with the ponytail introduces himself as Jimmy Bain, and he wants to ask Locke some questions. And the first question is, have you seen your father since he died, Mr. Locke? That was a great question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Mr. Bain thinks he isn't dead and that John didn't look too shook up at the funeral. And that's when Helen stands up and tells Jimmy, how dare you, if you had any idea what this man did to him and that they were at the funeral to get past him and let him go. Basically stole his fucking kidney. I love her. Yeah. Oh, she's great. They agree to leave, but ask one final question. What's in the bag, John? And of course, the music starts getting ominous and you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh. But he says it's just work papers, and they ask if they can take a look. Uh, Locke hands in the bag, and the other guy, the bigger guy, dumps the contents all over the kitchen table, and it is revealed that Locke was telling the truth. Which is not completely a big, gratuitous. Yeah, he it's didn't not a have big to bag. Dump it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He could open it and then look inside. Yeah, yeah you're going to see seven hundred thousand cash. Yeah, yeah. you're going to see seven hundred thousand dollars. Like what the hell, dude? Yeah. So the men leave, and Helen asks Locke if he lied to them, and he lies to her and tells her, "No, he was just scared." No, and I'm, it's so I'm a home so inspector. Bad. That was yeah. It's such a bad lie. He's so bad at lying. No, I was scared. No, you weren't. <laughs> I'd love it if he turned the bag upside down, and it just—it was like seven hundred thousand dollars in nickels just came pouring out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> have, have a heavy damn bag. <laughs> yeah. So back at the poker game, Sawyer is shuffling and asks Jack where he learned to play cards, and he replies, Fook it. Sawyer asks what Jack was doing in Thailand, but he doesn't answer, and Sawyer says, What? You don't think I know, don't know where Fook it is? Just because <laughs> I dropped out in ninth grade. Uh, Fook it. Phuket. It's Phuket. spelled P-H, but it's pronounced Phuket. Phuket. Phuket, so no H. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just because I dropped out in... <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> It's like going to Bangkok. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I dropped out in ninth grade doesn't make me an idiot. Jack tells Sawyer to deal again this time from the top of the deck. Sawyer laughs and says, well, I had to try. No, you didn't. Yeah, he's got a cute smile there, too. And he's like, yeah, get gets caught uh, cheating but i but i like jack's like grin in response when when he says oh, well i had to yeah. try and jack just he he like looks directly in, in, in his eyes and he's like like yeah i know you the guys can't they... see my face right now but the, that, that was one of my favorite moments was that <laughs> that shot that grin the the way they look at each other how has me like throwing my naked body down on the poker table let's please take me love you <laughs> In the hatch, Henry has made Locke more comfortable and asks, what does it do talking about having to enter the numbers into the computer every 108 minutes? Henry asks, and and he also asks, how soon does the alarm go off? And Locke says, very soon, and tells Henry he needs to go into the vents and the grate in the pantry isn't bolted shut. So Henry says, maybe they should wait, but Locke insists. He gives Henry the numbers in the press execute, and Henry repeats the numbers, repeats them back exactly right the first time. It's oh, if you listen to this, 
And if you listen to it, the way he says it, the the music that they're doing, it's like pulsing as he says the numbers. Like they're very mm-hmm. much driving yeah. home with every way mm-hmm. that that like you know something <sighs> something is going on here. So Henry starts climbing the shelves, and Locke tells him to be careful. But of course, he slips, falls, and hits his head, knocking himself out. The lights flicker, and the alarm starts. It seems like almost everybody on this island has had a concussion at some point. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So Hurley and Kate are watching the poker game with binoculars when Libby walks up and asks what's going on. And Hurley says Jack and Sawyer are finally going to beat each other up. Like <laughs> n- nothing's going on. You two want to pull around or something? Yeah, oh, my God. Do it or something. So Jack bets 10 mangoes and Sawyer calls with aspirin and raises a bottle of amoxicillin. Jack asks if he even knows what it is. And Sawyer replies, he's been to Tallahassee and something was burning and it wasn't from the sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack goes all in and Sawyer says he may lay it down, but Jack says he won't because there are a bunch of people watching them and he doesn't want them to see him lose again. So (laughs) Sawyer calls. Jack turns over a pair of nines and Sawyer says, you went all in with a pair of nines. And Jack says, you got me. Show me yours. And he whips it out. And, oh, no. Whoa. And Sawyer turns, <laughs> Here comes and Sawyer turns over a pair of fives. As Jack gets up to leave, Sawyer asks, why didn't you play for the guns? And Jack replies, when I need the guns, I'll get the guns. Uh, it's so, it so reminds me. So it reminds me of that scene where Kate was trying to get his spot. Mm-hmm. On the right. Yeah, she yeah. said, if I want yeah. the spot, I'll get the spot. Yeah. 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 I splooshed then too. <laughs> I, 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 I also I also love how they, they they really do sort of drive home the sort of like like uh dick measuring thing. Like Jack has nine and Sawyer has five. Oh, oh, oh inches. I don't think so. I don't think mm, so. Right. No, okay. no. Six or seven. Yeah. yeah. Jack definitely Jack, has a nine inch cock. <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jack's swinging past uh, his knees. He's got that quiet sort of swagger <laughs> that basically the inside of his thighs are always bruised from it bouncing back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the alarm continues in the hatch and finally Henry comes to and Locke tells him he needs to go up into the vents to get the computer. He tells him to be careful again, and Henry makes it into the vents. Locke is lying there helpless, calling out for Henry as the alarm begins to get even more... Alarming? Alarming. (laughs) Alarming, yeah. (laughs) You can just see Locke is just panicking, like he is just freaking out. Yeah. He starts going, Henry, can you hear me? Henry, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Henry? Oh, my God. (laughs) So we go to flashback number five, and Locke arrives at the Flightline Motel that shows a plane landing very close in the background. Seriously, that <laughs> looks, looks like right on top of it. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes into his father's room and shows him the money, and Mr. Cooper moves the money into another bag and asks Locke about his date at the funeral and what was her name. His date. Locke says, his date. Yeah. His date at the funeral. Okay. Hey, you want to go on a date? Uh, my dad just died let's go we'll get some fresh air maybe some sandwiches afterwards box says her name is Helen let's get out of here this place is dead (laughs) (laughs) 
Good one. So Locke says her name is Helen and that he is going to ask her to marry him tonight. And his father congratulates him and leaves him the share of the money on the table. Locke says he didn't do this for the money. And his father says his cab is waiting. He opens the door and Helen is standing there and slaps Mr. Cooper, asking him how he could do this to Locke. And they were moving past this. I love her. It's funny because he says, (laughs) Mr. Cooper says 200,000 is going to be, you know, he says, if you if you leave it here, it's going to be a nice, you know, a great tip or something tip like for that. The maid. But yeah. he says, you know, two hundred thousand that that'll make a great honeymoon. I'm like, dude, two hundred thousand better make more than a great honeymoon. Like, yeah, no yeah. shit, fuck, you kidding me? Yeah. So she leaves, and John follows her out, and, and ends up proposing to her in the motel parking lot. So she looks romantic. At it, <laughs> yeah so and he almost thinks she might say yes you know because they show her face for a long time but she looks at him shakes her head and gets in the car leaving him i can't believe she would say no to him like in a hotel parking lot like yeah well as he's chasing her so out romantic. he's yeah. trying you know he's trying it's to a, yeah, I, I think he, he, right he's trying he to panics. explain i think you know he she says to him, you lied to me. You need his love more than mine. And I think yep. like his response was, no, 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 I, I don't. I was I was going to propose to you. And look, I have the ring right here. And, you know, you're the one. And I got 200,000 like, now, too. Well, yeah. but she but she's <laughs> not wrong. Like if if no. he he wouldn't be there had he not put his father before her again. Yeah. So yeah. she's right. I think she was right to say no, but it's yeah, heartbreaking. He lied to her, too. Yeah, I just imagine that he got down on his knees and was like, "Will you marry me?" And, and Helen was like, "Have you run this by Jack?" Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. So while he's still on his knee, he watches his father get in the cab and leave. Ouch! Just yeah, everybody so just left there. him. Yeah. yeah. And then there's left. another one of those cheesy CGI planes landing. Yes. <laughs> So the alarm is getting more alarming, and then it stops. The lights go off, and you hear machinery. Then the lights come back on, but there are black lights, and Locke sees a map on the wall of what appears to be other hatches on the island with a question mark in the middle. Mm-hmm. What? What? The look on Locke's face when he sees this, it oh. is like kid in a candy store. Yep. Fuck yes, another adventure. Let's I go. have meaning again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then you see the a picture Island of Jack's face in the middle. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> then the normal lights come back on and all the blast doors raise up, including the one that was on lock. He calls for Henry and crawls or drags himself into the computer room and he sees the timer at 107 minutes. Did anybody get Henry a co- little bit sick when the door went up and the metal part kind of ripped out just, of his leg. Just pulled out with some Ew. flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Gross. Man, I think I want some chili later. Yummy. Henry comes up from behind, comes up behind him and Locke says, you came back. And Henry says, you think I was going to leave you here? And Henry helps him up and Locke thanks him for not leaving him. Seems like, you know, Henry's not, that bad of a guy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a sad but it's, it, scene. Like the the yeah. way that Locke says, "Like thank you for not leaving me." It was very desperate. 
Yes. Well, I, he just, it just was sad. The whole fucking yeah, thing yeah. Was sad. Everyone leaves him. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I, again, I think with these lock, these lock ones, they, they, they do a better job at sort of like drawing the parallels between his, his kind of misadventures before the island and where he is now. There's a couple of episodes that have been really, really good at that. I thought the moth from season one was one of those that did that really, really well. I think this is another one that, that kind of puts the characters in in their own you know these situations, but the the so, sort of symbolism and the uh, emotional kind of journey that they're on is is like like very parallel, and I think this episode yeah. was really good at that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So it is nighttime, and Jack and Kate are walking through the jungle with some really amazing torches. No. She asked- <laughs> They're, they're like really, you know, they're, they're like fancy. diamond they, they encrusted. Yeah, <laughs> no, these don't look like the ones that were made in Rivendell, though. They had some a couple episodes ago that had like like v- like vines weaving around them. Like, oh yeah, those. These yeah. these look like normal, like I mean, high quality torches. Not, but I mean, they weren't designer by any stretch. Oh, they <laughs> got them from the torch farm, which is right next door to the tarp farm. The tarp mm-hmm. farm. Yep. That's exactly. She asks if um, he is heading to the hatch and that she wants to join so she can take a shower. Jack lies and says that they have a cracked pipe and the water is muddy. But Dude, he she will just like invited him for a shower. I, yeah, I, I can't even hear like, how muddy Jack, the water was. What like, are you, know. you doing? Yeah. 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 I wrote my notes next to this paragraph in the outline just says, please fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> what are you two doing? But he said he'd let her know when they get it worked out. And then Kate tells him that she was glad that he beat Sawyer. Jack offers to walk her back to the beach, and she smiles, and but then sees a strobe light in the distance. They find a parachute and a pallet of Dharma supplies. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Kate pulls out a ba- box of mac and cheese and says it's food. I'm like, really? Good job, Kate. Good job, yeah. Kate. Just you read. <laughs> wow. Food. Wow. Just then. Mm, a big old a pallet of Kraft dinner. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. my kind of running. delivery. <laughs> no. Just then, Saeed, Charlie, and Anna appear with their fa- their fancy torches, and Charlie asks, what the bloody hell is that? And Jack asks, what did you find? Yeah, he just so completely he cut- ignores him, sees Saeed, yeah, he- and he's laser-focused again. What yeah. did you find? The look on Saeed's face. They, he just mm-hmm. stares at him before the scene ends, and he's got that "I'm gonna fucking torture someone" look in his eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. giddy almost. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah. like, "I'm ready. I am gonna torture somebody." Yep. So in the hatch, Henry helps Locke to the couch and props up his hurt leg. Locke asks, "How did he make the doors go up?" And Henry says, "He did what he told him to do: entered the code and pressed the execute button, but nothing happened except for the clock flipping back." He was back at the vents when the lights went out, and 10 seconds later, the doors went up. Locke asks if he thinks it is just random, and Henry says, don't look at me, it's your hatch. Hmm. I, I I love this this entire conversation they have, because I, I, I don't know the actor's name who plays Henry Gale, but the way he pitches his voice... Like his command over his voice is fucking yeah. amazing, and like the, yeah. he he can inject nervousness like in an instant into his voice, and like mm-hmm. that agitation, and it like it is amazing how effective like an orator he is in this show. Absolutely, his name is Michael Emerson, by the way. Michael Emerson, the yeah, yeah. And that was really well said. I I yeah. completely agree with all of what you just said. Yeah, that's why he's well, an amazing you. fucking character. Yeah, he is an amazing character. Yeah. 
So Jack arrives and tells Henry to get away from John, and Saeed points a gun at him. Jack throws Henry against the wall, and Locke says to let him out, or Locke says he let him out because of the lockdown. Henry asks if they found the balloon, and both Anna and Saeed said they did, exactly as he described it. He says they also found his wife's grave, and that his alibi was completely true, and Saeed still didn't believe it, so he dug up the grave. And there wasn't a woman in the grave. There was a man named Henry Gale. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. You see the driver's license. Yes. He's a black Lost man. Scream. <laughs> a black lo- man named I Henry Gale. Yeah, okay, black man. I loved End it when Saeed was like, you know, your entire alibi checks out, and still... I did not believe you. Or like yeah. he, he was just so focused. Well, on see, when they were at the, the grave, sky. I saw Saeed looking at it. I'm thinking, yeah, he's going to dig that thing up. Oh, hell yeah. He doesn't yeah, I would have too. Yeah. I would have too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's a badass wow. ending uh, to an episode, yes, though, right? Woo. Especially, yes, especially he had Anna Lucia with him, man. She can, she can do a lot of earth moving. We already know this. She'd have that body exhumed in about 30 seconds without She's breaking a fucking sweat. She, ooh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would love to find out. Yes. <laughs> Uh, shall we do some fun facts this week? You want to know what we're talking about? Sure. All righty. I have a few stories about real live people who faked their own deaths. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So the first one we're going to talk about, his name is John Stonehouse. This happened in 1974. He was a Labor Party member in the British Parliament. And uh, I guess he had aspirations to be prime minister, but his personal life was kind of getting in the way of that. And he was in a really unhappy marriage and was secretly uh, in love with and seeing uh, a woman named Sheila Buckley, who was his secretary. And so he just decided that he was going to be someone else. And he created an identity called A.J. Markham, got himself a passport under this assumed name, opened up foreign bank accounts and started channeling uh, John Stonehouse's money over to A.J. Markham. Um, And then he decided that John Stonehouse was going to disappear while vacationing in Florida in November of 1974. So what he did did, uh, was he took off all of his clothes and left them in a pile near the water on a beach in Miami and then just walked away and became A.J. Markham. And so... The press and, you know, everyone bought it at first, and it just looked like he had drowned in swimming <laughs> naked in the Atlantic. I guess maybe that was something he he was known for. I don't know. Um, I think I might have used the Everglades to my advantage in that case. I think that's probably a, a better place for a body to disappear than the fucking ocean, but... Well, yeah, but not everybody's going to be wandering through the Everglades to find your clothes. Like the fact this that he left true. his clothes and his wallet and all of that on the beach was a way to to be found. 
I think. Um, I bet it was really it, that bitch Carol Baskin. It oh was my that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so his wife and and like the the press and the, the general uh, idea was they they believed that uh, he was dead. The British police, however, uh, were not so quick to agree. Um, to this theory, and they thought, they didn't think that he was trying to kill himself, but they thought that maybe he had been involved in some sort of espionage or, like, something. They knew something wasn't right, so they wanted to continue investigating. Well, the the way that he got caught was actually just a bit of horrible luck uh, for Mr. Stonehouse, because at the exact same time that Stonehouse vanished, so to speak, uh, a, a a person named Richard Bingham, who was the Earl of Lucan or Lusan, I'm not sure how to say it, he disappeared after being uh, suspected of killing his wife, who was brutally beaten to death along with the nanny. And so what happened was Stonehouse went to a bank in Australia and he was trying to, as A.J. Markham, he wanted to take the money out as A.J. Markham. Well, what happened was the bank teller became suspicious. She said something was off about him and she suspected that he was this Richard Bingham who was on the run from the police called the police who came, arrested this man and then discovered that he was a different man on the run and that's how he got caught yeah (laughs) and so that is how uh he got caught and australia deported him back to uh britain and he was sentenced to seven years for theft and fraud the man lord uh luke lushan or the earl of lushan or lucan however was never seen or heard from again and apparently was able to kill his wife and and the nanny huh so Alrighty. that's how Mr. Stonehouse got discovered. Um, I have a, a one more, Alfred Rouse. Uh, this is in 1930. And this man decided that uh, he was going to escape child support payments uh, for several illegitimate children that he had um, by putting a body in his car and set, setting it on fire. So what he did was he picked... He picked up a hitchhiker, beat him to death with a mallet, put him in the driver's seat, and then lit the car on fire. And, and this guy is out there spreading his seed. Just just yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. Right. Um, and so he thought that he would get away with that, and maybe he would have. But unfortunately for him, even though it was the wee hours of the morning, there were two witnesses <laughs> that watched the entire thing happen. Oh, my God. Um, and so... So the yeah, so the police knew that that was not his body, um, and they eventually found him, and uh, he was hanged in 1931. Nice. Forensic scientists, however, have still never been able to identify his victim. Uh, they did get some really good DNA samples, but have only been able to eliminate people and so the hitchhiker remains uh unknown and mr rouse was murdered or well hanged i mean i guess it's murder that Um, is murder shall we do some best and worst moments we start with ben uh my favorite moment was when jack tells sawyer when i want the ones i'll when i want the guns i'll get the guns uh 
Yeah, my least favorite was just when uh, when Locke panic proposes to Helen. That's just really painful yeah. to watch. So cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was my cringe. worst moment. Also, I just have when Helen says no. Um, my best moment though was the map, the map on the blast door. Because I'm like Locke, like what? Oh, what is this <laughs> adventure we're gonna go on now? Uh, how about you, Derek? What What were you thinking? My best was the same as yours, because when I saw that map, I'm like, holy shit, look at all those hatches. <laughs> <clears throat> and the worst moment was, you know, Helen saying no and all that, that whole scene. Yeah, it's gut-wrenching. Christy, what about you? So my best moment was when Jack and Sawyer were playing poker and Kate's like, should I go get a ruler? Um, <laughs> and then my worst moment is is kind of the same as yours mine's more just when Helen finds Locke with his dad you know she's so broken hearted and she's like you know you need his love more than mine yeah that's yeah. tough but yeah still all part of that same scene basically how did you rank your characters and who are you fucking and killing um my top was Saeed um and then Jack and then Helen, because I just love Helen. Uh, bottom, Mr. Cooper. Locke is just kind of awful in this one, too. And then we've got to have Henry in the bottom three somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to fuck separately Helen and Rained on Saeed. Because in the beginning, mm. when he rained was all, on like, Saeed, so yeah. wet, <laughs> wet Saeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mo Saeed moist Saeed. No. Oh, no. Um, and then let's fucking kill Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he's, he needs to actually die this time. <laughs> right. My best character I had was Helen. I just, I think she did the right thing. And that, that must have been a horribly, ter like, just awful decision to make. But she was right. Locke, he just was not living up to the relationship. Um, and then I had Jack and Hurley as my second and third best Jack, because he's just always winning and, uh, Hurley, cause he's hilarious at the poker table and was the levity again in this episode. My worst character is Mr. Cooper. Fuck him. I'm also killing him. And then I had my second worst was Henry because he can't stop fucking manipulating. And my third worst was Locke because he can't stop. Stop being manipulated. And it's just yep. really obnoxious. Uh, I am fucking Jack and Sawyer. We are going to play poke her. <laughs> oh, Ben, what were your rankings? Uh, I had a Jack in first place. Uh, just like the way that he was, you know, kind of. You know, I was big dick energy in this episode, just kind of taking control and Definitely. being like, look, like I'm yeah. just I'm getting what I want. I'm doing what I do. I'm helping the island and I'm going to kick the shit at you at poker. The thing that you think you're best at, I'm better than you because I'm better than you at everything other than Kate. Yeah. Uh, second best was uh, was Sawyer. I again, I, I just liked it. I like it when the, when the two stags are like kind of, you know, doing their, their dick waving. That's just just good fun. Yes. I uh, third like best it too. was Henry Gale because I just I love I love his character. I love the way he's uh weaving the schemes and all that. It's it's really fun to watch. Worst, Mr. Cooper. Second worst was Locke, uh for the same reasons. Uh Locke just being being so manipulatable. Yeah. Um I didn't have a third worst. I'm just gonna I'm gonna fuck Kate. 
those rosy cheeks. Um, I, if they're not going to finish their game of three hole, then I will finish it for them. And uh, I'm going to kill Mr. Cooper. Fuck that guy. Yep. No, kill Derek. that guy. Yep. Right, right, right. Yep, my best was Helen, um, just because she, you know, tried to get locked to get away from his father, but it doesn't matter. Uh, second and third were Jack and Sawyer, because I disliked the interaction in the poker game and all of that. Uh, the dick measuring. Uh, the worst, of course, Mr. Cooper. Then my second worst was Henry Gale. My third worst was Locke, just like what Ben said, because he's getting manipulated all the time. I'm going to fuck Kate, and I'm going to kill Mr. Cooper. All right. Ben. Again. Where does that leave us, our rankings, after this week? We have a little bit of movement, though not oh. on the on not on the top side. We still have Echo at That's 114 points. Um, we got a little movement Locke. in the back end. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, the race for second place is kind of tightening up. Locke lost some ground this week, but Kate gained some ground. So they mm-hmm. were 17 points apart. Now they're only three points apart. So she's she's closing in, and Jack is actually in a pretty close fourth place. So. We have a th- we have kind of a three way tie or a three way race uh, for second and third here for second and um, third okay yeah uh, bottom of the barrel still Charlie after you know a couple despicable uh, showings then we have uh, Mr Cooper edging into second place overtaking Randy Douchebag Nations who had still been in second place somehow um, <laughs> Ran- Randy Douchebag Nations falls into third place and that pushes third Ethan worst. out of the bottom three. Interesting. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Why don't you give us your final impressions, Benjamin? Um, I think I actually said a lot of this earlier, so I'll keep it short. I really, you know, I liked the the way the sort of parallel narrative um, in this episode and the way that they uh, they sort of they take Mr. Cooper and and Helen, and then they sort of. Uh, both of them sort of i think uh henry gale becomes sort of a proxy for both of them in the present um which is why like in the very end you hear him very pitifully saying like thank you for not leaving me um she was you know he he's sort of this this focal point of everything that's happened throughout his life and we're seeing we're seeing him sort of encapsulate what helen and his father were um so and like having having the michael emerson or whatever that actor sort of play this role i think is exactly exactly what the show needs at this point they needed somebody who complicates things and that's Mm, what he does he's 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 destabilizing things and it's funny because as things get less stable you see Locke lose all of his power and as Locke loses his power jack gets his power back so Mm -hmm. it's a, a another interesting sort of uh uh, I don't know, sort of power struggle going on. And I like the way that they, they did it in this episode. So I really dug it. It was one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah. I love this episode as well. It's really heartbreaking for Locke, but I think that um, it illustrates very well what you can lose by not learning to let go of things. And, yeah. um, you know, everybody goes through their own trauma um, given having your kidney stolen is pretty fucking bad. That'll do um, it. Yeah. But yeah. we've, there, there are things that happen to all of us that you, we have to learn to get past and let go because if not, then 
it destroys our present and our our future. And I think it was yeah. illustrated uh, beautifully in this episode. And then, um, I mean, I'm also flipping out like there's a map of hatches all over this island. Uh, you know, the fact that they, the way they're moving the plot along into some other, you know, goal and adventure, um, I thought was really uh, beautiful too. And I, I love that, that, you know, that reveal happens to Locke because Locke's the one that's going to make sure that to, to pursue uh, this new adventure. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I, I really loved the episode. Uh, Christy, what, what did you think? I felt like when the, the, Last door came down and, you know, when he saw the map, um, it was very much like a choose your own adventure kind of situation. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like here are all these little, you know, side quests that you can go on. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it, it almost felt like a game to me. Uh Um, but I, yeah, it was a really good episode. I, I liked having a little bit of closure with what was going on with Locke and his dad and Helen. Um, and I also like where we've gone with Henry because he's Absolutely. fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. Props to you, Michael Emerson. It's a great fucking role. Yeah. Brilliant actor. Uh, Derek, what did you think of this episode and what kind of questions were you left with? I thought it was a really good episode as well. Uh, Mr. Cooper still isn't dead and he's still fucking up his son's life. Um, basically, you know, well, he didn't really cause Helen to leave. Locke did, but yeah, you know, Henry Gale is appeared to be redeeming himself. But when we find out that he took the identity of a dead man, that kind of went out the window a little bit. And we don't know <laughs> if he killed the real Henry or just buried him. Haven't gotten to that yet, mm-hmm. but I have three big questions. Ooh, all right. Why did the blast doors come down? Mm-hmm. What does the map mean in the hatch? And where did that pallet of food come from? Oh, uh, yeah. Those are good questions, Derek. And uh, there are answers to come, but not soon. Uh, we'll we'll start exploring some of those questions in season three, actually. So, um, yeah, that's it, guys. Lockdown. Episode 17 of season two is done. Next week, we come back with episode 18. It's entitled Dave. It's a Hurley episode. Yay! It's a Ben episode. And uh, I do have a little announcement that's coming next week, too. So stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at Space Bear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or... Come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.